0: The bottom line. Morgan, there's a saying in South Africa. I'm going to start with this. Mm. Dynamite comes in small packages. At the highest praise, dynamite comes in small packages, honestly. Um, it's a saying we have in the sports world. It's kind of like what they would say about a point garden basketball that's not seven foot, you know. Um, you, are, you pack a powerful punch. Your personality is dynamic. From the first day I met you, probably was in Arizona. I think it was at a speech I did uh, for influencers. I think that's where we met. I don't know. Somewhere through the Turning Point world. I think at I think yes, CPAC actually. What? Remember C- you interviewed me with the No, we hands. met at CPAC. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. where it was. Yes. Yeah. CPAC DC. Yes, and a huge hand. and oh, oh, What an interview. And look, a couple months after we find you sitting in an airport, Mm-hmm. and you get to meet my girls actually my oldest now seven said dad, that that gr- that girl looks cool oh, was literally really? what she said yeah and morgan had she had a cool loose top on whatever and Arwen, yeah Arwen loves fashion she's like that girl looks cool and i look and i go oh dad knows her and, uh, and Arwen's was like uh-uh i said yeah come And remember and we walked over and you're uh-huh. so sweet impromptu your personality is spectacular I think, and I mean this, honestly, I think you are a poster child, no pressure, but a poster child for what it looks like when a young girl is healthy, is free, but is activated. She's she's activated. She's switched on, right? Switched on to defend freedom, switched on to fight for what's right, for liberty, for faith, for freedom. You know, faith, family, freedom. Got the shirt on today just for you. Thank you. Um, that's I appreciate it. And from the first day I met you, it was at CPAC. You're right. Um, it was at CPAC. And and I just I was struck by this is a this is a little dynamo, you know. So welcome to the bottom line.
1: Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And like you said, when we met at CPAC, I knew who you were, and I remember the the guys who were Trying to interview me, they said, "We actually we have someone we want to bring him over, and we're going to have him interview you instead." And they didn't realize how much I had looked up to you and had never mm. met you before. So it was a great moment for me. I, it was my first time uh, going to a political event. Really, I got invited to speak at the on the main stage. I think CPAC 2020 right before COVID started. That's right. It's
0: the week before COVID started. <laughs> yeah, and I think. so it was yeah. a whirlwind for me. Yeah. It was my
1: first time, and uh, the fact that I got to meet you was really a highlight. So this is full mm-hmm. circle now. Thank you. Well.
0: Thank you for saying yes to come on the show. You're, just, you're in the middle of taping something very special yeah. that we're going to get into today. A, a vision of yours and, and more more respect. You know, I, I'm a visionary and we tackle big problems. Our organization, huge problems, child sexual exploitation and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And these are demons. I mean, these are dragons we're facing. And you need vision to go after something like that. You stand for some some big things i mean you're tackling things way outside of what what the mere i won't mention the, the the you know the years but the mere years you've been on planet earth um i would say you were born just the other day you know <coughs> to tackle the things you're tackling that's that should be respected tell us a little bit just a little bit about where are you from born and raised and then what's on your heart and like what's driving you every day
1: Oh boy. Uh, Well, again, thank you for having me on. Um, You know this, a few people know this, but it's, it's weird to me because as I, my following has gotten quite big over the last year or so. And so it's weird because they don't know my story anymore. And that's, that's kind of strange to me because I'm from upstate New York. I'm a little country bumpkin, like I usually say. And uh, my dad's a colonel in the military. He actually just retired uh, two weeks ago. I was at his retirement ceremony after 38 years. And uh, was that emotional? It was great. Yeah. It, it was more so just he was happy it was a know? celebration it's a, yeah it's and like
0: a race well done you run we ran this race till the end well yeah, yeah. I, I, it's
1: more so just like gratitude i was mm-hmm. thankful and i got to pin him my dad and i are really close and wow. so uh, i went to utah for his ceremony and i was the one that pinned him and then we just skied and we had a good time we're, we're outdoorsy people And so I'm from upstate New York, military family. When I was in high school, I was more of a community person. I never saw myself going into politics, and I don't consider myself in politics now, um, but I'm definitely in the space, I would say. And so I was in the VFW Ladies Auxiliary, Really. and I was the youngest known person in the state. I mean, I was like 16 or 17 as an officer. I was the um, conductress of all the meetings, very important. And so the conductress of the town's <laughs> VFW Ladies Auxiliary and we would do parades. There's all these pictures of me as a teenager dressed in these little uniforms and I would go with the veterans for the 9-11 ceremonies at the local schools. That was my background. It wasn't me trying to say, I'm gonna be president one day. Like many people in, in Washington DC politics are really like. Yeah. And so when I went to look for college, my goal was to work at the USO after. I wanted to be in really? Veteran Services. That was my path, my career path. Wow. And I thought going to American University, I got a, a degree in communications law, economics, and government. I thought it would be great for veterans advocacy. Yeah. And I was jolted at college because I had a roommate who had a poster of Mao Zedong, Lenin, Stalin, Karl Marx, and Fidel Castro on the wall. And that a, was a roommate? Yeah, that was a pivotal oh, moment Oh, that was me. a bad match. Interesting. Well, that's the thing. You but, would but think pro- it would be but, a bad but, match, right? But
0: probably also... An important moment for you to reflect on, had it not happened, if that was not your roommate, Mm -hmm. probably would have been a different Morgan. It was an important
1: situation for me to face. And it was so important, not in the sense of I had to go face to face with a communist. It was more so that I always just thought in my heart, you know, if I met a communist, I know what to say to somebody like that. But oh, no, I was very disappointed in myself for not knowing what to say. And so that point really shifted things for me. And I started to want to focus more on education, on reaching my peers. And I started the nonprofit Young Americans Against Socialism. Now, with that being said, the work that I do at the nonprofit is to interview and document as many testimonies from all the countries of the world that have experienced the rise of radical leftism so that my generation can hear it when i tell like donors and stuff i'm like we're basically just teaching what the education system won't yes. what the public schools are not telling our but kids through interview it. form which yeah. is amazing because peer peer. because
0: because now we're hearing from other people not just through morgan but it's it, and that's what you're filming this week
1: yeah and so we're here we're, we're filming i think seven this week but we're doing it more in an uh, a series kind of style so very long form detailed and more so trying to document their entire life story what, what's really special i care about family so much and i never saw it being like this but it has turned into a situation of the families are just so thankful that we're interviewing the older members of the families and then documenting it to be passed down i never even considered that and now yeah. i have so many of the the children
0: that the, reach the, out the, about the it. preservation so so a couple things that's just coming to mind and and like i told the audience way way above our ears and maybe becca can you pull that website up for us you know Uh, I want to just have Morgan walk us through that site because I really want people to understand what you're doing. Thank you. Sure, you're educating people, but you're preserving. It's a preservation, and you're actually shooting in this amazing vault with this history, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we got writings from Adams and founding fathers in that that vault. But you're preserving, not just for the family, but you're preserving these stories. Looking at Gen Z, which Mm -hmm. you, I think you're – either right on Gen Z or your last millennial. I think you're right yeah, there. Yeah, am like the
1: first year you, or the last you, year. Yeah, right,
0: each. you're in that crossover. Mm-hmm. I really believe that it is time for us to bring the gray and the wise back in those who've lived through certain things and tell those stories. And so that's mm-hmm. huge that, that you're doing it. This is the website. Walk me through this just a little bit. What can people expect when they arrived at Young Americans Against Socialism?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of funny. We have the site up. This is just a shell, uh, yeah. and it's actually symbolic of what really the last two and a half years have been. I, I consider it guerrilla tactics because it's just been kind of me and iMovie yeah. <laughs> editing random Skype interviews and whatever I could do. And and we would have these clips, five-minute clips of somebody surviving communist Cuba and escaping, our best one's gotten 25 million views. And so we have this great success. But now uh, I was able to reach out to donors and say, listen, we're demonetized on social media because we get considered as misinformation or or all this crazy stuff because they link to these liberal leftist propaganda sites that say, oh, no, there's no communist concentration camps in China. Uh, you're spreading misinformation. We're going to demonetize are. your page. Yeah. So we need the support to produce these larger pieces. And I found a whole team. I, I hired a producer finally this year. And I have, uh, she started as an assistant, but now she's basically a communications manager. Yeah. And it's the three of us. And we have a whole website being built out that isn't just this shell of please support this concept. Now we're in the process of producing series number one or season number one season number one of the series and And this is
0: longer form now you're going into longer form, and And, and i can only imagine and i've seen some of the shorter form but the stories that have come out and people relate Mm -hmm. they do i mean we even some of the greatest success we've ever had in fighting trafficking was the movie eight days that we produced right Mm -hmm. when people sit and they watch a movie and somehow they, they see themselves, or they see their situation, or they learn about themselves, or they learn about culture in a private one-on-one. Because when they watch the videos that you're currently producing, it's, it's personal, it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, Gen Z will look at it on a phone yeah. or a laptop, but it, there's a personal engagement there, and you can really educate and, and move the needle significantly, I believe, yeah. through that format.
1: And it's casual, but not only does it sound like a good idea, it's also proven. I mean, if you look at the effectiveness of leftist messaging, they have no stats, history, data, anything on their side, but they have that emotional messaging. So we need that, and that's what testimonies bring. But also there's a study from Michigan State University that I found when I first launched the organization, and it said the most effective way to change a young person's heart or to... Expose them to an opposing viewpoint and get them to understand the importance of it for them, the people around them, and the world around them. It's not hearing it from a parent or a professor; it's hearing it from a peer, and so that's why we want that casual, long-form, conversational Mm -hmm. style. And it's really a blast. So, so this is kind of representative of what we're at right now, and we are literally producing season one, and we're really excited. I mean, literally today. We we pulled you away.
0: We pulled you. Yeah. You were so kind, we pulled you out of shooting and and you're working your tail off. Talking about, you're, in a culture today, I wanna get your opinion. Mm -hmm. In a culture today where I find like service has gone down the drain. Mm -hmm. Um, Work ethic has gone down the drain the respect and honor of keeping a job, even if it's a minimum wage job. Yeah. I was raised by a single mom in South Africa. I mean, we, you had a job, you keep it. South Africa's unemployment has reached 50%. So you don't, when you have a job, you work. I would look at you in that same age bracket, just came through COVID as well. And you have fun when you work. Mm-hmm. Like it's a joy for you. Recently you posted, um, Becca, I don't know if you can pull up, um, um, morgan's instagram but recently you posted singing
1: oh yeah and
0: you were doing (laughs) something for those who don't know what this girl does in her spare time when she's not preserving history and talking about why we're such an amazing nation why freedom is paid for and we should defend it Mm -hmm. Um, you do something interesting you and your dad
1: yeah, so when I was in college, I I had a little bit of debt that I had to handle, and my dad and I sat down and we figured out what we could do, and we had been making wooden American flags uh, for fun because yeah. we saw how to do it on YouTube, and we started making them, and we would donate them to the VFW fundraiser. So here
0: store. on screen, these are you make these flags, and there's and I encourage people, you go to Morgan Zegger's Instagram, you can either find her on my, my page or go Zegger's, and it's on the bottom of the screen, and. Go watch the videos. These are pictures, but there's videos of you painting, singing.
1: Yeah. Battle hymn of the republic. Battle hymn of the republic. <laughs> it's
0: epic. It's one of my favorite ones you've ever done, to be honest with you. Because you. it's just it's it's a moment where I paused, knowing you, knowing what you do. I paused and I was like, Yeah, it's nostalgic, but it's patriotic, but it's your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So why I know you it was an idea to maybe settle debt, but you could have done anything. You could have yeah. said eliminate why the American flag?
1: Uh, So we had just been doing it for fun, but the more I got into this field of work in general, the more I saw the problems in the country, there's something just really special about hand crafting the American flag. And not only that, but you're then selling it to people who are specifically buying it, maybe to support you, but most importantly, they wanna have the American flag hanging in their home in in a very special way. And that's the serious aspect of it that I I take, it's just really an honor in that sense to know that people are doing it to show their pride in the country. So I, I really am appreciative of all of it.
0: Later today, we're going to have an artist in that chair, and, and you're going to meet him. People, people love him. And I, my history, you know, in entertainment and fighting trafficking. My sister's an artist, brother-in-law's a producer. Songwriters write, but it's a creative process. Mm-hmm. Do you go through a creative process? Because I know it's the American flag, but they're yeah. not all the same. You, Take me through your process when yeah. you create. What is your what is your process?
1: Well, it matters. I mean, we're not just slapping some items together. Instead, my dad and I when we go to the we go to the lumberyard and we are selecting the finest pieces of wood that we can find because we want that beautiful piece of grain that is showing on the white pieces. Um it's been years of doing this now, and so we I have a personal preference of how to create the flag. I burn along the natural lines of the wood. So, I like I it's an art. I mean, I'm like taking the torch and I'm lining it and then that side darkens the most just it just I don't know what the science is but it darkens along the natural grain so then we really deeply burn it and then we paint over it with red stain so that that burn still pops through and you can see the natural lines of the wood it, it goes down to the details like that now I used to also hand carve the stars and it would take me three hours for every flag so I really paid off them student loans with a lot of work but, but now but we then, have a
0: machine yeah but then <laughs> But then you got a following and it's like wait a minute how do i make a hundred flags by carving them by hand Well, uh, the biggest I mean, no. we got. The was- sign behind funny story this sign behind my sign show sign i said dan man we dan had this vision we're going to get it cut out of steel right uh-huh. so he calls a guy i hope he doesn't mind me sharing this but he's saying no i can share it he calls a guy and he goes listen take a blowtorch and cut it out and the guy says to him on the phone he goes you're really old right and he's like well how do you know he's like we don't use blowtorches <laughs> To cut out of steel anymore it's yeah. laser cutting right uh-huh. so so thankfully you're not you know cutting it out by hand the stars but it's interesting the process you select your wood and that's why your flags look different thank you because look there's other people that make flags mm-hmm. and i've seen them but your flags are different there's different there's a labor there's a labor of love Heck, you're singing over them, which I can argue. I can get into Genesis 1, into the Word of God. And God spoke, and he said, let there be light. And what we say has so much power. And when I watched you sing that over that flag, Mm -hmm. you know what I thought about, honestly? And I don't know who that flag is for. Maybe that's a flag that's being delivered today Mm -hmm. by your dad. It is. It was a declaration and a blessing that you sang over that. And God says the rocks will cry out, the rocks. And we give life by our tongue. And this is why media can be so destructive, because it can speak death, It's death culture. And you were you were declaring something significant. And that flag's going to go hang in a house. And whoever is receiving that flag, I hope they have an idea because it will manifest. Things will happen in that home because of what you did. And so I just wanted to dive into your process of crafting that thing. How long does it take? normally for you to make a flight and i know it's different sizes right? yeah
1: it, i mean it's usually like a week process we had to make a decision as a family to continue selling them because we used to just i mean make them for our friends and family sure. and the community but when I started doing media, people would find the site. And so it wasn't that we were promoting it, people would just find the site. They were
0: site. looking for flags and just upon Or they would look for me. They started look looking for you. my name okay. and then yeah. that
1: popped up and then they would buy flags. And we couldn't exactly handle it. And so we had to make a family decision. My mom makes flags as well. So what you guys see of like the fun reels and stuff, usually I put like fun country music over it and yeah. it just seems more upbeat and fun. But in reality, it's a quiet workspace. Maybe there's some soft music in the background, but it's me, my mom and my dad. Quietly working in our stations, and what I've learned—the best stuff for me to post online. People love the no music videos where you can hear my dad asking uh, my random questions too. about the video, yes. or like, or he'll be like, "When you're done with that, do you want to come help out over this?" I and, left and that physically
0: in physically hearing the sprite. I you, left you, that yeah, in, yeah. and and
1: people, I got so many messages of that. Of I love hearing your dad in the background. It, mm-hmm. it was. I never thought about it and Mm -hmm. then i realized that's what people want but it also goes into this general message i don't post a lot of political stuff on my social anymore i'm not a social media person if i didn't have something to market and if i wasn't in this movement of trying to do these socialism and communism testimonies and push my nonprofit forward i would not be on social media same here i don't think you need it for Mm -hmm. any other purpose than a marketing thing and now i've decided what do i want to be putting out to the world it's not me ranting with selfie videos about some political issue it's promoting family, promoting positive culture, and putting out goodness. I call it cultivating goodness. It's a little thing.
0: So you may be surprised. I have never in my life signed on to Facebook. Mm. Not one time in my life. Mm -hmm. Couldn't care. Couldn't kill it. There is a Facebook page with my name on it. I didn't create it. Someone on our team did later on. I think my wife did at one point. When we started you know, we've been fighting the sex trafficking battle for a long time and when I started realizing, okay, wait a minute, we can use Instagram as a tool. There's not a single thing on my social media that's not about fighting fighting sex trafficking, restoring the family, Mm -hmm. you know, and and restoring God God's, you know, character. And so for that same reason, yes, it became a tool. But if it wasn't for that, no, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. I'm you know, I'm I'm I could there's too much boots on the ground work. To, to do, you know, and so I, I resonate with you with that on social media. What are you calling this series? Did you change the name of the new series that you're filming?
1: We we actually can't decide a name yet. It okay. just, I just, I, and we haven't discussed have advice, this, right? So, I mean, I had a feeling meetings. in
0: my spirit, I promise you, I'm sitting here, I had a feeling yeah. because I'm just praying. As I'm sitting here, just so you know, I'm praying through where, where do we take this conversation because I really want people. Mm-hmm. To see your heart, I mean, because I think when people see you on social media, they go, "Man, she's spunky and she's fun," and it's, all, and and you know that video on the portrait, the dance move or whatever, and you <laughs> fell. I oh, know on the <laughs> roller was it rollerblades or roller skates? It Iowa was skates, roller skates, yeah, right? Yeah, retro. See, I watch your stuff. <laughs>
1: Thank
0: you. I'm, you're gonna think Yaku's always watching. Mm. I'm watching. You fell. I like. There's nothing. There's nothing cuter than somebody that can take themselves lightly and make fun of themselves and enjoy life, right? Yeah. But there's real depth. And that's what I want people to get out of this interview. There's it's method, there's reason behind these things. It's not just flipping. No, it's making flags to make flags. I felt like you were still thinking about the name of the series.
1: Yeah, I, we think about it every day. And we ask ourselves the same question of, okay, so what are we doing? We're, we're archiving it. We're documenting it. We're, we're spreading it. We're preserving it. We go through it. And educating. Like, what we're trying to do is so clear. We know it. But we just can't get the name yet. And there's no rush on it. This is something... I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel so peaceful now. I don't believe in hustle culture. I don't believe in uh, a lot of the stuff that for some reason my, my generation is just obsessed with. And so I'm very much at peace when I brought – I've never had employees before. And I, I brought on Allie and Grace. and And from the moment on, I was like, if it's a Saturday and Sunday – please do not feel the need to talk to me. And I try and set boundaries for them, not for like, don't talk to me at certain times. But I was like, we are doing important work right now. And we most importantly, though, believe in family and believe in a healthy lifestyle. And so the last thing I want is for us to feel negative and stressed as we're supposed to be doing such important work and telling these stories. And so I want you guys to feel in a good spot. And I think when I brought them on and said that, it just put us in such a great place. That we all feel at peace. We don't feel rushed on this name because we know how important it is for us to get this right. And so, if you have any ideas after this, yeah, no, yeah,
0: no. But but it's but I'm I love what I'm hearing because it is, and I'll go back to it. God's burden is light and His yoke is easy. It's light and easy, and if you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it will come. Yeah. Do not press it prematurely, and because when it comes, it's going to be magic. It it will be phenomenal. And so for Grace and Allie, because I know you know one of them is watching in, in the right now live, and the other will see it later. Just be peaceful about it. The work is is so important, mm-hmm. and let it happen. You don't have to make any of this happen. I mean, this is literally a Gideon, you know, a Gideon's three hundred moment for you. Of like, you know, and and I, when I when I pray for you about this, my prayer would be. You know, shut the wrong doors, God, Mm -hmm. and and mark them clearly. So many people pray for open doors, Mm -hmm. right? I have a different philosophy. God says, I knew you before I crafted you in the womb. I've set your inheritance aside. Mm -hmm. I don't have to ask God for open doors. The doors are open. Show me the shut ones Mm -hmm. so that I don't waste time trying to open a door. That's not open, yeah. right? That's that's shut. Oh, right? and
1: I've definitely—that's what I've learned. I—I I joke. Have you heard the song "Drop Kick Me, Jesus"? Yeah. I used to joke before I knew that song existed that like sometimes I need to get drop kicked out of situations, because in my heart, I—this is a problem of mine. I always confuse what it means to be full of grace and understanding and not judging others, and then I get myself in pickles mm-hmm. because I should have. Um, I should have been more strategic in, in my choices. And so I'm trying to be better about that and understanding the differences between boundaries and having grace and, and trying to be understanding. And so that's a big part. I God closing doors, I think, is really important. And I will say with the girls too, I always try to talk about this now. It's an uncomfortable subject, but the culture of what we expect from women these days, I think is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so many levels wrong with it, but what makes me really excited and... I, I don't know if I told you. So my first job out of college was actually in advertising. And it was my only no, time working that. in a corporate job. I worked in Boston. And I started the nonprofit just as a side project while in the job in Boston. And I was so shocked by my first experience of of boss babe culture and more specifically watching the women who were engaged or married literally planning out when they would like to get pregnant or try to get pregnant based on their work schedule and vacation time not only that but then the women that were pregnant were staying at their job as long as possible so that they can have a few more days with their baby before they gave birth or after they gave birth so that they could have a little bit extra time before having to go back to work that disgusted me and then the other aspect was the people that were moms at this this nine to five where they were in traffic for two and a half hours whatever it was to get down the coast of Massachusetts to their home they were so unhappy with the schedule and they felt like they were never accomplishing it and they were never able to do all the roles and a young Morgan at 21 saw this and said okay this is not for me what could i do though that still has positive impact on the world around me what what could i do that lets me feel fulfilled but also would allow me to be family oriented most because i want to homeschool my kids i want to be most importantly a homemaker i think it's an art and so there's a whole world of girls Uh, out there that uh, think this uh, now
0: i i'll tell you again i'll just go back women women have influence Mm -hmm. my wife wrote a book women of influence did very well and still doing very well. Women have influence. Whether it's Esther standing in front of a king moving a scepter or Delilah cutting the power of a guy mm-hmm. in Samson. Women have influence. And we have misappropriated and misunderstood women in this culture. I was raised by a single women. So for me, women walk on water. If they love Jesus, I mean they can do no wrong. They they are powerful. The potential is incredible. Mm-hmm. The lie is that there's some sort of a glass ceiling, there's something to prove. No, by design, mm-hmm. The attack on women, and this is why I say it all the time. You don't hear often, oh, it's easy to be a man. You hear, oh, it's easy to be a woman. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It is the toughest job on earth to be a mom, to be a homemaker, which means schedule, stability, structure. Mm -hmm. If I go on a trip and I come home, Philip and my wife will tell me, don't mess with the schedule. The kids have routine, their schedule, their structure. Guys don't do that. Women, you're like glued to society. Plus, your brains connect everything with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we compartmentalize as men. Men were designed to go hunt, and if we don't hunt for food, we're supposed to go hunt evil. But we need incredible insight and wisdom from women. So I'm so, again, so young, so, we homeschool, right? Yeah. And, and uh, we, we, look, Many will say we're a radical family. I'm from South Africa. So I always just blame on it. Hey, I'm from Africa. Mm -hmm. And people go, okay, I guess it's weird in Africa. (laughs) Uh My kids have not had a single vaccine in their life. Mm. Not one. Why? Because I'm from Africa. And in Africa, with all the diseases we have, Ebola, West Nile, crazy stuff, right? There's only 17 vaccines for kids from birth until they're 18. In the US, there's 72. Mm -hmm. I go, wait a minute. Something's wrong over here. Africa? Crazy stuff, AIDS outbreak, whatever. So so I just read early that, wait a minute, there's manipulation going on in our culture. Mm-hmm. And then you start talking about, okay, let's look at Mao and Stalin and Marx and, and all these things and go, yep, no, nope, the fingerprints are all over it. And then you have young people. Mm-hmm. I would say young. Yeah, it, less in age. Who stand up and fight. Becca's sitting there. That's one th- that's one of yours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's your tribe. Mm-hmm. Your age, your tribe. She's one of yours. Super smart, intellectual. And I think we really need to appreciate and preserve those who are late millennials and Gen Zers who are saying, Okay, no, no. We come from someplace. We are free because people fought. We need to preserve this amazing nation, this God fearing nation. So that being said, you're raised in a military family. Mm-hmm. Did faith play a role growing Uh, up?
1: So this is actually interesting. My family wasn't very religious. And then when I went to college, I went to American in D.C., and I started having to go to church on my own because I I wanted to. Now, this is where... In D.C. Yeah, so it was interesting. And and by that, I mean, I started going to the historical churches around the town. And it it was an adventure. I mean, for someone who's never been to church before, it is hard, and this is something that I faced where it's kind of judgy. I mean, I was nervous because I didn't know what the protocol is, and I Mm -hmm. really wanted to be there, but I also felt very uncomfortable in many settings, and so I made it a little mission. I would go to places and try and feel comfortable and see what would be mine. Now, I only was in D.C. for three years, Um, but that was my journey, and it was really strange because, like, this is kind of cheesy, but like praying, I had never seen someone, like a visual of someone praying at night. And so I didn't know what the proper position was. And like my feet were hurting. Cause I was like, you know, have you ever done that? Do your feet ever hurt after you're praying? And I'm like, maybe there's a different position, but I didn't know. And so that little stuff, I laugh at myself in that way. Cause it's like, ow. And then I would like roll my ankles after to like try and feel a little bit better. (laughs) And so it's been a fun personal journey of mine. That being said, I mess it up all the time. I'm actually trying to read the full Bible right now, and I've been doing like a few chapters a night. But I mess up, and it's super embarrassing. But I I roll it off pretty easily. I met a guy named Malachi once, and I was like, "That's a cool name. Where's that from?" Yeah. Mm. He's, so yeah. so he, it's and, those he, and actually actually
0: the Malachi you met, I think he's a friend of mine. Yeah. And yeah. so
1: with that situation, I was like, yeah. "Oh, mm-hmm. I I knew that." And so I just try and give myself some. So, I, think a, I, I think you're in a, I think
0: you're, and you should, and look, we'll have continued conversation. There's not a particular posture to pray. Mm-hmm. It's a personal relationship. Yeah. And that's the beauty about this thing. You know, it really is personal uh, and it's rich. Mm-hmm. It's got life in it, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's, uh, man, we can talk for days about this. Um, This series, mm-hmm. season one, okay, the interviews. Can you disclose a little bit of some of the countries you cover?
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, right after this, we're interviewing a woman who, um, she was in Falun Gong in China. That's not allowed in communist China. Um, There's a whole history behind that. But basically, in any communist regime, religion is very... um, persecuted let's just say that if you're religious and that's because yeah yeah, they either kill you or they put you in camps or they exile you from the country and that's because you pose a threat if you believe in something greater than the government and by that it might be your family unit or your god whatever it is uh you pose a serious threat because you have something to stand up for and defend and fight for and they hate that those communists and so um that's just one of the religions that's persecuted right now in communist China. But she was sent to a concentration camp that they have there. She was tortured. Her story starts with being tortured for eight hours by being forced to squat. Just squat for eight hours. Yeah, but that's When but you it's arrive forced, at the camp. Yeah, it's abuse. And yeah. it's it, mental deterioration. Mm-hmm. And so she explains you're either tortured for the day, sleep-deprived that night, or... Instead of that, you are sent to work in a factory where you're often making American goods. And so it's legit. Now, the problem that we face is that we do a story like that, it'll get marked by social media as spreading misinformation. And they cite uh, China-friendly sources that say, well, there's no concentration camps in China.
0: To debunk or or devalue her personal testimony. Mm -hmm. You keep going. Again, the word of God says, by the word of their testimony, they'll know. What is your process? Of finding the people. I mean, that's not. I mean, because you're going to continue going. Yeah. FYI, my grandmother escaped the Holocaust. Mm. Yeah.
1: Maybe you should do an episode uh, with us. We have family members. I,
0: I tell you something. She's no. She's with the Lord. But it's interesting stories uh, to know what happened in Poland and what really happened. And you know, when you really dive into Hitler's history, you know, it's it's amazing. What's your process and your team, the yeah. other girls, of finding and selecting your stories or yeah. your or those who are being interviewed
1: so we've been doing this for a while now and it used to just be hard to get in the communities but this is really community level word of mouth at this point where it's just referral yeah so i mean once you meet someone in a community they've got a plenty and that's when things get easy so now we're getting more specific though we're trying to figure out what lessons instead of just someone saying it was hard in our country so we left we came to america that could be said a million times, but what are the lessons that we're trying to get young people to learn, especially these days? And so my whole theory on all of this is it's really hard for me to hear anybody of any age right now, but specifically my generation. We see what's going on in America and we say, this is Orwellian. Or this reminds right. me of 1984. Right. Yeah. This reminds me of V for Vendetta.
0: Very very, po- very poly sci. <laughs> it's like, you yeah, guys, yeah.
1: those are movies and yeah. books. Yeah. What you should do is look at something like parents having the worry of their child reporting them to the school or to the government for daring to commit wrong think or daring to do something against the state, we should look at that and say, that reminds me of the Cultural Revolution of China. If we see the bureaucracy of America weaponized against small businesses to take them over and shut them down, like when we saw a hairdresser be arrested, or CPS sent after a hair salon owner's uh, children to ask, is your mommy making you feel unsafe because she dared to open a week early? We should have people look at that and say, that's not Orwellian. That reminds me of what Venezuela did after the democratic socialists were democratically elected into office, and then used bureaucracy to shut down private business and seize the means of production. Same thing with Cuba, taking over people's land, making it as hard as possible to have private property. It was a little more violent in Cuba. Um, Or with things like Romania and the Eastern Bloc, the the censorship, the control of information, the persecution of wrong thinkers, that reminds me of what's going on over there or what happened over there, not some fake book. The problem is history classes do not teach anything about the 20th century properly. Yeah. And then if we do learn about the bad guys, we just learn that they were bad guys that came to power, not how they came to power. And so learning so the that we, flag So that
0: we stars. can learn from it. Because yeah. if we actually put a stake in the ground and we go back, look, we learn from history, the good, the bad, the ugly, indifferent, mm-hmm. you can't touch it. It is there, you learn from it, it's yeah. there. I'm from South Africa. I sit in this country often. The last, The last two years for me has been deja vu in this country because I've lived this movie before. Mm-hmm. In real time. The George Floyd issue, the Black Lives Matter. It's nineteen ninety-four. I'm serving in, in military South Africa. Nelson Mandela's coming out of prison. Wow. White government's giving it over to black government. And I say, watch, here it comes Rainbow Nation. Here comes, you know, affirmative action. They call it equity. It's affirmative action. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Hey, we're gonna burn buildings down. That happened. Changed street names, changed our national anthem, changed our flag. Right, and swung the pendulum all the way to the right to where the ANC became African National Communist Party again, because it was a communist party. When Nelson came out of prison, he said, now n- we're now the African National Congress. Change the name doesn't change the heart. Mm-hmm. So I've lived a lot of this stuff that we're going through, in a, and I almost telegraphed saying, this is coming, because I can't point back to a time in history that I know very well of my country and go, no, no, this is that. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's a playbook. But the young people do they can't because it's just it's orwellian or it's marxist or it's whatever and it's a blanket statement without context in a time in history is what you're saying that you pinpointed for them and say learn from that this is that and now you can start connecting the spider web and say okay we know what's coming because we can learn from what happened Mm -hmm. that's what i'm hearing you say and in my case 100% 100% factual, yeah. Yeah,
1: I like that term of spider web because it's so convoluted. There's so many aspects to it. It's not, this is the problem. Conservatives have been really bad with messaging on this for so long. Yeah. Any tax, we look at it and we say, those socialists and... For young people, it's now become a joke to make fun of conservatives worried about socialism or communism because they are told by the radical left that we just dramatize everything. And so connecting past to present to future, one of my favorite stories, I'm looking for rooftop Koreans right now, if anybody listening has connections, because you had those men that were militarily trained in in Korea because you're required to be in the military there. They immigrate to America. They are now forced to, in the early 1990s, protect their communities when law enforcement and the politicians abandoned them them during the riots, because there were riots similar to the George Floyd riots. So then they become the rooftop Koreans, the infamous uh, images of them protecting their own private property and family and community when they had to do it. But then flash forward to now, modern day, you have the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. You had uh, all of our buildings and businesses and people being hurt outside of their businesses trying to protect them. It's this massive spiderweb connection between history and, and there's stories to be told there that young people just aren't getting. So I always say we see behavior from radical leftists today like you mentioned that remind you of your past and red flags should go off in our head but they just don't because we weren't taught that they are red flags because it's not connected so
0: and we call it situational awareness Mm -hmm. and if the situation is not presented properly you cannot learn from it and so how would you disfranchise disconnected for people you you create gaps Mm -hmm. you call it a name sure call it socialism without the understanding of exactly how that is implemented in real time, in a community at a certain time, because if you do, you'll recognize it. You'll you'll be able to say, wait a second, this is not right. This is that, this is exactly how we fight trafficking. If a girl does not know how a predator approaches her online, they don't know the language they use, she will literally give her heart to a predator. So often they earn their hearts. These girls, I have not in 20 something years fighting trafficking met a single victim that self identifies as a victim. Mm. We educate the survivors that they were victims. They learn that what their father, their uncle did to them was not okay. Simone Biles learned that, wait a minute, what the team doctor did with us was not okay. And you go, isn't that obvious? No, it's physical. It's metaphysical. It's emotion. It's sex. It is coercion. It's force. It's fraud. You're being, you're being, you're being lied to in our culture today because they create these gaps where you can't you can't see evil for what it is unless somebody takes the time and goes and paints with a broad brush and connects the dots for them as you're doing at the moment so that people can go back and go wait a minute yeah yes the rooftop korean situation is what we're seeing now yes okay this feels a whole lot like you know 1994 south africa you know Mm -hmm. um just news i want to tell you something i think you'll find this interesting today in south africa the Every, every police officer in South Africa today, they're learning Mandarin. They're forced to learn Mandarin. That's how much China mm-hmm. has bought and captured resources, so much so that the police are now having to defend Chinese property in South Africa in Mandarin. Mm. That's what happens. That's what happens when you forget where you come from. And we used to be a republic. As south africa that's what happens and it does evil comes to steal kill destroy this now people go when will it end it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't it comes to take it all yeah unless you resist unless you draw a line in the sand unless the people stand up and speak
1: yeah well there's so much to be said there first of all i mean the work that you do a lot of the girls that i know we all use you as a great example because with abortion with the attack of women's sports with sex trafficking there's a lot going on these days and uh, they're designated as almost like women's issues. And then I've had men that maybe are more conservative in some ways or maybe would align on the freedom side, I guess. sure, Maybe not socially conservative. Um, I wish they would be a little more, but uh, they'll look at abortion and they'll say, oh, well, I don't want to talk about that because I'm a man. And they've fallen into the trap Mm -hmm. of, of leftist language and messaging that has told men that they shouldn't be involved in this. And in reality, when it comes to women's sports, when it comes to abortion, we need strong, masculine, traditional men helping us, standing up for us, and even speaking louder than us in those ways uh, to help protect us. It's really, really sad, but I appreciate what you do. With the situation of like communist China, for example, there are so many gaps that have been created that they were successful in their messaging. Now we don't compare uh, the China of the 20th century to the China of the 21st century, and that's one of the biggest problems, I would say, because we don't see China today as the same China as the Cultural Revolution and the one-child policy and uh, everything that happened in that sad, sad situation. Uh, Same thing with Venezuela. I mean it's now become Mm. a joke to talk about venezuela because the left was so good at making it a joke and a laughable thing for conservatives to bring it up as an example when in reality it's a great example of democratically electing someone that will then seize the means of production and derail the country
0: so much to learn so much to dive into um i want to keep my promise to get you out here on time right before i do i just want to remind the folks Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative cell phone carrier in the U.S. They share your values. They go to the border with us. They literally help us rescue children. They fed the law enforcement and ranchers on the border. Check out Patriot Mobile. Dial 972-PATRIOT. And mention the bottom line for free activation. It's time in our country that we vote with our dollar, that we support those that we know support our values. So check out Patriot Mobile. 972-PATRIOT. Morgan, tell us where to find you best.
1: Oh, where to find me best? If you want to just find me, it's probably on Instagram. Like okay. I said, I don't like social media. I don't go. I don't use screen time much. But if you want to stay in touch with me, that's really the best way to do it. So at Morgan But for the nonprofit work, all of our work will be at FightSocialism.org from now on. The season will release probably in a couple months. We're not Can exactly sure. Can people support?
0: can people support you yeah, there now can they is there a way for them to support yeah, now you
1: can donate at fight thank you for that we appreciate it of course it. And like i said yeah. we we don't believe in you know wasting people's money or anything but this is really important and our videos right now that could have been funded by monetization because they go viral and that's the, usually the process big tech is against us on that and we've been demonetized for daring to share the truth so your dollars help us just produce the episodes so we really appreciate that and um if you want my flags my family and i make the flags in the workshop and we do the singing and everything and it's at ZeggersFreedomFlags.shop. so those are really the core ways
0: Freedom flags flags plural right Mm -hmm. and we'll put it on the screen ZeggersFreedomFlags.shop. i am asking people to support you in everything you do definitely support by giving Um, we need these videos produced we'll be our team will be praying over you and the two amazing women that walk this path with you um you're aligning yourself with amazing people because you're right over here. Mercury One, Glenn Beck, Blaze, Tim Barton, David Barton. I mean, th- that room you're sitting in, It. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like it better than the Smithsonian. Because it's an honor. It's phenomenal. And, and they so, let
1: me put everything. Like, I had a, a ring on my finger. I put yeah. it on my wedding finger, which I was joking around, yeah. but it's George Washington's hair. I know. In a ring. His hair was given to Alexander Hamilton, and they put it in the ring, braided. And so they Have let you me put seen it
0: David's on. oil lamp? What? We'll show you. David, King David <laughs> no. from the Bibles, oil lamp. Okay. It's probably 20 feet from you.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Literally I preserved. Seen that no, one. it's incredible. But that's the, the point of the room. I mean, it's amazing. But what I want to tell people who's watching, we always, whenever people donate to a cause, they wonder, well, where's the money go? And are they good people? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is a dynamic human being that, I, I, I don't know if you know it, but God shows you, he's called you to a mission, the women with you. You're aligning yourself with some of the best people in America, David Barton and Tim Barton and Glenn Beck. These are amazing human beings. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Grishman of Mercury One, JP, the whole team. You're really, it's gonna be excellent and I want people to support it. I wanna stay in touch always. We're always here for you, we're praying for you. Thank you for this interview. Um, I know many, many, many people will be inspired and hopefully they start supporting you. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks, Morgan. See you guys next time.